Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, welcome to the Driven Chat Podcast. My name's John Marker, sat with Amy Shaw and Andy Jay, as ever, and we're bringing you a fantastic conversation with a fantastic person. We do this a lot, don't we? Every week almost. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Well, in fact, every week. Every week. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some weeks, more than once. No, this is, this is a really special chat, actually. I mean, one of the things that I think makes us different to other podcasts is that yes we are car skewing mm-hmm. in a big way and the three of us you know we love our cars you know for different reasons and in different ways amy has made a career out of photographing cars mm-hmm. beautifully and, and and now has a, car- a career making and converting cars john is a car expert and i've done telly stuff with cars yeah. so between us we have different attitudes and different approaches to cars but the thing that i think is consistent with this show unlike a lot of other car podcasts out there is we bring in as well as the three of us we bring in a special guest each week and regularly those guests are really quite well known they've been on the telly or they've been on a racetrack or they've Mm -hmm. won things and we're really lucky in that sense you know i look at the other people that do the car pods and sometimes they don't have guests because they don't you know they don't want them that's their approach and that's absolutely cool but what we do here is is we do guests we do guests and we've got a really special guest this week who is incredibly open and utterly lovely and his name is jimmy deville yeah we started off as strangers and then we ended as friends. I think that was the we did. conversation. Yeah, yeah. We I didn't know. I didn't really know anything about Jimmy before nope. we started talking. Like, I've seen him on the telly and stuff, but as a person, didn't really know much about him. Yeah, what a guy! You're oh. gonna. I promise you, 
you, listener, are going to enjoy this. Yes, I, I mean, I did know Jimmy beforehand, but mm. yeah, you guys weren't aware of who he was at all. And, and, and this is a guy whose CV started, I mean, he, he, he'll share this with us early doors, but he started on Scrap Heap Challenge. Yeah. And of course, we know him through Helen and Ant from Goblin Works Garage. And then he's got the show with uh, Jimmy Doherty. He's, he's been doing lots and lots of automotive TV for mm. a long time now. And the chances are that you've seen him on more than one show because he's a regular mm. and he's a good guy. But he's had, some, he's had some challenges and he's very, very prepared and open to talk about them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. So it's one of these lovely kind of unexpectedly deep and meaningful conversations today with a, with a car-focused twist. Um, so, yeah, you're going to enjoy it. Um, what I will say before we dive into the conversation, as I've said a few times on our intros, it's a huge thank you because, once again... Um, our stats are growing. Um, we asked you a week or two ago if you could share this podcast with a couple of friends. You clearly have, because uh, the listening figures are, are growing nicely. So uh, thank you very much. This, as, as we've said time and time and time again, we do this for you, and we love that you're listening, and we love that you're sharing this. And if you've got another friend, or six, that you think might be uh, interested in listening to this conversation or any of the amazing conversations we had, just ping them a little link. Or send them our way via social media, at Driven Chat. Because uh, there you'll have access via various links and portals to everything that we've done in both audio and video form. There you go. There you go. You could also share it with a cousin if you don't want to share it with a friend. Yeah, you can share it with the cousins. <laughs> I'll allow that. I will allow that. What about my aunt? Can I share it with her? Is it the one I met? Yeah. No. Oh, damn it. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Your uncle's fine, though. Yeah, he's fine. Okay, cool. I'll do that. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's, uh, this is a really special one, actually. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you, um, you take something away from this, because it's, uh, it's a good one. Yeah. I think the ultimate message is go give someone a hug. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. This is the lovely Monsieur. I'm going with Monsieur because it, like it. it feels right. It's Jimmy Deville. Monsieur hey, Jimmy. So Jimmy, I mean, actually, looking at this, we've we've all got passes on at the moment. Mine says Andy J. Driven Chat. Yours just says Jimmy. Just says it does Jimmy. say Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. That's is that pretty, is like that share? Well, you know what? Someone actually gave me a pen and said, "Write your own." Write your own. <laughs> oh. So I just well, I don't know what I'm supposed to put. So I just put Jimmy. You just put Jimmy. Well, that's fair enough. I thought it was just someone scared of, of spelling Deville. Deville. Well, it's a weird one because Deville can be spelled se- se- several ways. Uh, there's the big. Do you have a capital D or a small D? I've got a small D E space capital V. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is confusing. Tell that to your bank. They don't put it on your card. You could be. So you could actually be Baron Deville. Oh. That you see that because that's how it works, isn't it? If you're is a it? Baron von kind of thing, yeah. then the, the, the middle uh, bit is small. Well, well, weirdly, that is where our family did come from. We did have barons. Did you? Yeah, my my relatives have done the research, and uh, we even found a picture of them back in the day. So it's on my phone. That, no, that is quite cool, yeah. actually. Yeah. I know we it's not car related, no, but cool. I'm interested. If yeah, that's yeah, I'm going to find it. Hang on, hang on. Ancestry. Ancestry. Yeah, we've just gone all well. We are at the car show. We're talking about something completely different. I'm going to see if I can find because there was a picture. I mean, right. While you look for that yeah, picture, I'll, I would love to be Baron Von J. I think that'll be you've fun. You said this before. Yeah, I think that'll be We've cool. We've talked about this before. You about some sort of. Uh, if you had to have a title, prestigious title, like a knighthood would be interesting. It would be mm. curious, like quintessentially British. If you're going abroad and stuff, but Baron for me is always sounding cool. How, what do you reckon, Jay. Amy? I Baroness Shaw. Baroness Shaw, or do I get the Baroness Von Shaw? Yeah, you could have a Von if you want in there. I don't know if it, if it doesn't sound quite as good when I say it. Baroness Von Shaw. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> this is oh the Deville's back in the day. That's a bit Look of you, that. though. That. that is that. Wow, the hair, the wigs. 
That is a flamboyant Hats, dress code. The that, canes. They had fun. They had They've a got lot some of canes. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's with the canes? I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Go on, show Amy because she's the. I mean, intrigued to she's see. the artist yeah. amongst us. Oh wow, that's that that's some fashion yeah, right there. I so mean, that's my ancestors. All you need now, like some red tights, a big long curly wig, and a cane, and you and a cane, you'd be there. And the garment that you're wearing wow, looks pretty. Is, is it a dress? Yeah. Is it? I don't know what it is. It's a, it's it's a flamboyant, short leg jacket. It's a wonderful fashion, Jimmy. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, I'm not the best on fashion. No, but what is it with canes, though? I mean, that's what's really thrown me. How? What were they for? I can tell you. Okay, Ooh, of course well, you can. Because you? a lot of the... Um, so uh, what you've got to remember, so back then, we're talking, what, 16th, 17th century? Yeah. Um, no paving, very little paving. So your cane was it had multiple tasks, but ultimately it was to keep you steady-footed because you were walking on mud all the time. It's the same reason if you walk around... Like a walking stick. Lovely, yeah, ultimately, because it keeps, helps keep you balanced. If you walk around loads of even... Uh, or central London, but even, even in the outskirts, you'll see a lot of big houses and buildings with boot scrapers on the front. And that's because almost every single road was just covered Muddy. in mud or wow. horse mess. So you would have these scrapers to scrape your boots up. But also it was, it was customary, especially if you were a prestigious gentleman or lady, you don't want to be seen falling over. So you'd have your cane just in case you lost your footing slightly. You keep yourself balanced. Imagine if you cane. fell over whilst holding the cane. I mean, that's like the embarrassing. Oh. Yeah, you're being so socially yeah. terrible. <laughs> you lose your. We're taking away your baron and yeah. your von. Yeah, and your cane. <laughs> <laughs> you can crawl through the mud from now on. I just love so, that we've learned those facts. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. not yeah. expecting this. Neither was I. Yeah. Anyone, I mean, uh, if you're looking for a pub quiz teammate, yeah, I you're am there. available. Very, very wow. affordable as well. Markar yeah. and his cane. <laughs> <laughs> so we were going to talk cars, Jimmy. Yeah, we, shall we? There is a list of TV shows that all have cars in them that all have you transforming them I think mm. you first kind of fell on my radar through mm. Goblin Works Garage when yeah. I met you and Anna and Hales a million years ago a long time ago but I, I've been around a little bit longer than that I was, was, I was around in the Scrap Heap Challenge days. I was going to yeah. say well, that wasn't yeah. your first gig was it no exactly no. For first gig on telly was Scrap Heap Challenge back in the day yeah, so that's if you're a real geek fan, you get. I think I've seen you. I was going to tell you like you did, and that's actually where my name changed to Jimmy. Right. Right. I tell you the Were story. Were you James then? I was James. My mum. I wasn't allowed to be Jim because my uncle is a James, and he was already called Jim. So she's like, "You're James," even though my brother did call me Jimbo. Right. So I turned up at Scrappy Challenge, and we had. The, they gave you the overalls with your names on. Yeah, of course. And, and, and a wardrobe person said, came really awkwardly and said, "I'm really sorry. There's been a malfunction." Uh, we've put the wrong name on your uh, on your overalls and I'm like okay what is it and she's like it's Jimmy right it wasn't a malfunction James is far too sophisticated for scrap heap challenge Jimmy was far more like <laughs> they thought it through yeah they thought yeah. it through a malfunction is Pauline yeah or yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that so, yeah. no? they thought it through we wanted because they, they always ask you if you've got do you remember everyone had incredible names like Bogger and all this yeah, and yeah, I didn't yes. have a nickname I was just James Jimbo whatever and uh, so they've got oh, we'll rough him up a bit call him Jimmy and, uh, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, no worries. My brother calls me Jimmy. That's cool. And so then within the telly world, suddenly I was Jimmy. And, it's, you know, it's just stuck ever since. Do you know it works, though? Yeah. It does work. Yeah, it's pretty it's, cool. It was just my mum laying down the law. You can't be James on a car show. No. It's, it's too no. posh. No. You're not a posh person. No. But James is a posh name yeah, for a car show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum still refuses to call to me Jimmy. She still refuses it, does she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From and a showbiz point of view, Jimmy DeVille is... is a very showbiz name, James mm. Deville. It sounds nice, but Jimmy Deville. It's, it's got a nice, nice pattern to it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it also works. they could have called you Coop. 
a Coupe de Ville would have worked. Coupe de Ville, yeah, yeah you know? exactly. Oh, nice. I've always wanted a black Coupe de Ville. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you should, really, you should have should one. should have one, really, yeah. And an uh, Omega de Ville watch. <laughs> so if Omega are listening, yeah, you can call any time. <laughs> Casio are. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done a Casio advert. Have you? Yeah, I did a Casio Edifice Formula One watch advert. What a sellout. I know, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what was that for? What, as in you did the voiceover for it? No, I did a series of adverts. I was the... You were the model. I know what you're thinking, Can Amy. You you're looking at me thinking, I know you <laughs> no, cannot believe this. Amy is just looking like, no, 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 you did the voiceover, right? Because there's no way. Like, you know, we're talking you, six years ago. Model? I was, yeah, I know the whole me the talking whole about you. engineering and the Casio edifice sponsored Formula One, and they did the whole thing about talking about engineering, Formula One, wearing a watch. Curious man, because because it was after I did my first now? show, which Not was Casio edifice. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was after I did my first show. My first proper show was actually called Jimmy Deville's Jimmy Deville Engine Addict, and I'd gone around the world building some pretty extreme machines. Yeah. Um. So I built um, a jet thrust boat taking a jet engine out of a fighter plane. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I Damn, made, built a Formula cool. off-road car and jumped it up a vertical cliff. I snapped my leg because I took a KTM 125 dirt bike and turned, made it into a flying machine uh, and flew over a mountain and a glacier in Austria and it cut out at 9,900 feet and I had a sort of emergency landing and, yeah, snapped my leg around to the left. Was it as improperly you looked down and it was just in the wrong place? Yeah, but Ooh. I did get to experience ketamine. So, you know, <laughs> with every low, there is a high. Where did you land? In a, uh, So, I, I may have made a little bit of a miscalculation. So, when you're up high over a mountain, you've got to go down into a valley. The problem is with valleys is they're full of uh, power pylons. So, you've got to really be Blimey, careful because yeah, you don't yeah. want to fly into one of those. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's my first crash landing. And um, it was a massive field to my left. But no, I picked a little field uh, on my right. <laughs> and my friends did land after me and call me certain names and like, why? why? A little um, harsh as you, you know, having your leg. Yeah. At a 90 degree angle, yeah. but nonetheless. Yeah, and they didn't even help me get out, and I had to drag myself <laughs> up bank. Because what happened is I landed it in the corner of the field, and um, and I went into what I thought was the sort of rough, long grass, along kind of the verge. And as I landed, I went into the... And I noticed there was a bank, and I saw a shadow. I went, oh, that's a ditch. <gasps> and it was about three metres deep with water, and I hit... The, and I, so I took off again, flew across the ditch, and went into the far side, and that's where I used my leg as a brake. Oh. Stopped myself dead in the ditch, and then fell three metres back into water with a flying machine on my back, and water was just here, and I was strapped in, so lucky I didn't drown. And an old Austrian man potted over, looked at the edge, and just shook his head and looked at me lying there. Get him some horse tranquilizer. Yeah, I won't say what my friends said when they landed. The cameraman landed... And he said, you're right, can I do anything? I said, yeah, you need to film the beep out of this. And he went, hang on a minute, I'm going to be sick. I just need to sit down. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. So, so yeah. all of that, and it's not even on camera. That's all on camera. Oh, oh no, but the chats weren't on camera. No. I did have eight GoPros strapped to me at the time. So, yeah, wow. it's on YouTube. Jimmy Deville crashes, flying machine, if you want to. Jimmy Deville runs out of talent. <laughs> yeah, he runs out of talent, <laughs> <laughs> spectacularly. But... I got my talent back because I took a camera into a &E and filmed them putting a cast on my leg. Nice. That's oh, what ketamine will do thanks. for you, you see, committed. Have you, uh, have you had any ketamine since? No, no. <laughs> if you get the opportunity. If no, you can't <laughs> do that kind of stuff if you've had a broken leg. No, I know what you mean. I, I had a, um, an experimental tooth surgery when I was at uni. Yeah. You know, they, they kind of try these things out on students. You can mm. make a few quid. I needed a wisdom out that had just kind of really messed up. And they took my wisdom out on what was the, the sort of medical equivalent of Rohypnol. Yeah. 
was it? That's been fun. It was what? nuts. What? Really? Yeah, it was very, <laughs> it was very strange. I was kind of telling the uh, the dentist who was about to perform the surgery that if he, because if, I used to box, I can't believe it now, but I used to, and I said to him if he messed it up, I was going to re arrange his face, <laughs> and uh, as a and result it, of and the if, as a result of the the, the, drugs, the drugs yeah. I was on, and uh, and if if he did a good job, I'd take him out clubbing. Wow. And oh. I, I used to wear these kind of things on my wrist and he was going to get one of those as well. And apparently afterwards, you know, because my housemates came to collect me and afterwards I tried to kind of physically take him out clubbing with me. I was phoning my <laughs> mum, telling her about conquests of that week and all kinds of... And my mum was like, she still says, yeah, I remember that time after the tooth. Wow. You told me some things and <laughs> mother yeah. never needs to hear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, it happened. But, you know, it happened... Uh, yeah, so that, that's where it all began anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's, let's talk the timeline, because then we want to get into specifics of the shows you've done. Because, you, yeah. I mean, as you as you kind of already asserted, you've been a man on our screens around cars yeah. and engineering for a long, old time. So it starts yeah. with Scrap Heap. Yeah. Then we have the build show that you just talked about. Yeah. Then, then it was Goblin. Then Goblin. But what actually happened is I've worked behind the screens all my life. So I've built vehicles and things for TV shows okay. uh, from uh, Top Gear, Grand Tour... Uh, Tim Shaw, a lot of stuff for him. So I've built stuff behind the scenes for many, many years. It's worth pointing that out, isn't it? You're a proper mm. engineer mechanic. Yeah, yeah. It's not one of these faked for telly. Which no, is, no, I've got a, I've got a degree are. in engineering. And I, I, I just, like when I was younger, say in my early 20s, I, I can remember my mum coming into my bedroom and I was building models um, and I was just always building stuff. I was just passionate about building stuff and I didn't understand where I could apply that in the world. Um, as, as a job and then I, I was really lucky my brother was a script writer and he wrote horror and um, he had written this horror program it was on channel 5 and they wanted like loads of weird gadgets and stuff and, and they couldn't afford it on the budget etc etc and I said look I'll build you a load of stuff mm. and it was kind of remote vehicles and stuff what was and it called? that um, it was called um, it was called Urban Gothic wow and uh, yeah it was back in the early days of channel 5 um, and yes, yeah, so it became a band. Urban Gothic. <laughs> yeah. So I built all the stuff, and that sh- that then introduced me to this world of television. And I was like, wow, there's a like there's a there's a place where I can just go and do because I like doing weird, interesting stuff. Well, I didn't didn't feel weird and interesting to me, but I like doing you know not run of the mill stuff, like yeah. making strange things. And that was suddenly a, a place where where there was this world that that's what people wanted. And so yeah, that's where I'm like, and I did special effects for five years, doing sort of things from the Brit Awards to all sorts of doing all the pyrotechnics and. And making train carriages roll over for TV and film and all that sort of stuff. I'd love to know some of the cars that we might recognise from Top Gear and Grand Tour. Grand Tour. The biggest ones that I was involved with, they did a preppers thing. uh, And uh, Richard Hammond, uh, he had a VW camper van, which Jeremy Clarkson shot with a GPMG and then blew up with a... Uh, blew up with an RPG, and then he went on to have a transit van which he shot with a tank. The Driven Chat podcast in association with Paramex Digital. And then he built this big, it was off an old st- stalwart, six wheeled stalwart, you know, amphibious vehicle. Yeah. This big, we turned a stalwart into this big kind of armored vehicle which Richard Hammond had, and, <laughs> and then uh, Jamie Clarkson got in a frigate and uh, dropped a missile on it, and it blew it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I built, I built those. Um, we did another one where they built um, three vehicles. One was made out of meat. One was made out of a he- sort of hedgerow stuff. Yeah, and one yeah, was made out of mud. Yeah. Nice. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, we were there behind those cars. Amazing. When the yeah. brief comes to you, are you just like, 
<laughs> yep, I can, I can do that. Or is yeah. it <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we always are. Like, it's, it's, it's nice. Any specific meats we have? Yeah, <laughs> <right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, ha- they have some pretty extreme ideas, but that's, I don't know, for me, it's just always the excitement, you know, be able mm. to bring that to life. And what's brilliant is someone like Hammond, he's actually a really good artist, and he does amazing sketches. And so, like, when we did the stalwart, we delivered the, his drawing, and he was like, what? I wasn't expecting that. Like, this is what I drew. And it's like, well, yeah, you amazing. drew it, we'll build it. And mm. Yeah, so it's a real pleasure to be able to, Kind of use your engineering, but just to sort of, it's always got a twi- there's always a twist, mm-hmm. you know, there's always a twist that we like to put into it and just sort of look at it from maybe a slightly different angle, it, which sometimes upsets people. But I think that just that whole conversation is quite interesting, which is like Goblin Works Garage when we built some cars that challenge, you know, some people absolutely hated them, where other people absolutely love them. And I always say, if, if you're not building Marmite, you're building boring, you're building a Mondeo, yeah, yeah, and totally who wants agree. to build a Mondeo? Like, that's you know, it's, it's a perfect form of transport. I drive a Clio, right, a Renault Clio, as my daily driver because it's just an A to B. It's a mode of transport. I don't see it as a car. I've got my other cars, which I go out on the weekend, you know, if I was coming to Cafe Machine, I'll bring one of those cars out. But just to get around, get him a Clio, I don't, it's, it's filthy, like there's KFC gravy on the seat, you know, but I don't have to worry about it. You sit in a family bucket. Yeah, it's just like, it is a mobile family bucket. There is detritus in there, like, yeah. That makes COVID look like a clean thing. <laughs> <laughs> might be the cure. Yeah. You know, yeah. you might have the cure for all kinds of things. Yeah, just yeah. laced into the yeah. DNA. <laughs> Absolutely. The but there's literally moss growing on the outside of it. But, you know, <laughs> no, no greater pleasure than turning up to film fifth gear than in a Clio when Vicky's just turned up in an R8. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that we didn't finish the CV of shows. I, I want to come mm. back to individual shows and so on. But So from Goblin Works Garage, simultaneously there was fifth gear, which you're still in, and it's now fifth gear recharged. Yep. And actually, there'll be a special driven chat, which you're not in, Jimmy, because you had left. But I had left got, to come here. You come here, exactly. The timeline's a little bit skewed for our listeners. But nonetheless, bear with us. There's a fifth gear uh, radio show and so on coming over soon with Jason Plato, Rory Reed, and Grace and Vicky as well. Grace so that's, Vicky, yeah. that's great. We didn't get you, we didn't get Karun because no, you both. No, we had to whiz off. Whizzed off, exactly. And there's, of course, the show you do with Jimmy Doherty as well. Yes, Dream Builds on Wheels. Yeah. So yeah. you're a blooming busy It's fella. nice to be busy though, isn't it? Yeah. It's nice to be busy. No. <laughs> yeah, and then also this year it's been nice as well because I've made another show, but I'm not on it. So going back to my old roots, I've just been out in Northern Ireland making a show for BBC Three about racing tractors. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so young cool. farmers racing tractors. So is that what it's called? It's called the fast and the farmerish. So it's coming to BBC Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. Bad. Like amazingly terrible. Yeah, yeah. And you have no brilliantly. Yeah, terrible. and so the BBC Three again coming back to terrestrial, and that's one of the shows they're bringing it back with. Really? Yeah. Wow. I will, I, mean, I will watch that. Yeah, I'm that's the kind of thing where people are like, "Yeah, who's going to watch that?" Then we'll yeah. all get yeah. really invested. Yeah. In it's, 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 it's probably like exciting because there's young farmers in their tractors, and they all bring their own tractors, right? So, come on, we all love a tractor, really. We do, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. They all bring their own tractors, so there's all the learning about their tractors, and then we've got teams from England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland competing. So there's that whole kind of. You know who you're supporting. We need to get in on this driven chat because Amy's fella has a has a tractor yep. and a yeah, farm. Yep. Yep. I mean, there you know, you the, the young bit I can't do, but you guys could could get involved yeah. in that. Well, we if this is season driven two, chat team. you need to, you know, yeah, get that team. give us a call. Get that team that. going on. I'll be the team principal watching from the sidelines. I have a very good friend of mine who is a who is a proper farmer, but he also does that mad like thousand horsepower tractor pulling tractor thing. Pulling. Yes. Um. So I yeah I I can get us a. A good, a good helping hand if we need this to happen. 
Well, this is sometimes what uh, you must have some idea of all these weird and wonderful races because you now can race almost anything. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. You, you've got your, your lawnmower racing, your tractor racing. I'm, I'm now need to fill in the, the gaps because I'm, I'm like, rumba racing, is that a thing yet? And people standing there. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. There must be like a Guinness World Book of Records of different race winners for these weird and wonderful things. Yeah. And if there isn't something, what would you race? If you could raise it, like meat, meat cars. Shop mobility trolleys. <gasps> yeah. That'd yes. be good. Around what supermarkets. I, mean, <laughs> I could do that. I, I'm liking all these floats. new little electric yeah. kind of good. scooters. Yes. And there's all sorts of different ones, aren't they? All these new little electric gadgets that seem to people hoverboards and all that. I think those yeah. are really racing. Because I can just see the crashes on those being quite Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 You've but seen the, the, the single wheel. The si- that's yeah. the one. There's a foot either side of it. Yeah. And I just watched people on these things going, how are you not dead? No. How, right, exactly. are, you, how are you... Now imagine 20 of those all competing. <laughs> <laughs> they, will, they will be dead. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's commission this immediately. I'll, I'll get on godaddy.com really and they do it. Really they They're really fast. Yeah. Put in some curbs. What are they called? Great. These single wheelers? They're not segways, are they? There's something else. The only way I can describe it is it looks like a flying saucer, but if you put the flying saucer on edge, on its sort of long disc bit, so you it's like a unicycle. A foot either side, it's yeah. one rotating wheel. wheel, and you have to sort of lean. You lean forward to go forward, like really? a Segway, but without any form of handlebars at all. It just it, in my head, I'm just, I never, so I'd instantly be on my face if I did that. I once fell off a Segway, and I think uh, that if, if because the thing is, when you're on a Segway, if you lean forwards to try and then lean back, it's hard to lean back, so you kind yeah. of like push yourself up <laughs> on the on the handle things, and then by pushing yourself up, you're going a bit faster. And so anyway, I hit a curb and I fell off. But like doing <laughs> doing it with your with your spinning saucer thing, you leaning forwards, what what is there of you? Nothing. To, to no. get you just got to jump, I guess. Yeah. But even then, you're gonna. It's core, it's core strength and balance, isn't it? Yeah, no I haven't idea. got any of that. I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I had to go on. Remember when the hoverboard thing was a craze? The, the two wheels each end, and every child one Christmas got one. Yes. And I, somebody ended up with one of those, and I thought I'd have a go on it. And I was useless at it. And then you watch children on oh, them. Whiz they just around. whiz around yeah. and can go in and out of kitchen cupboards and all sorts. I used to work with a, a cameraman who, who would do the grid walk on a Segway. Oh. Right, which was so clever because effectively it was a very fast, steady yeah, cab. Yeah, perfect. And he, he, had, he was nicknamed the Hawk. And he would start <laughs> off kind of in these kind of like the tin tops and so on. And you'd just see him kind of sweeping in and around. And they'd be the coolest grid walks. I'd have to sprint yeah. as he'd be kind of zooming around wow. me. And he started to get a reputation for himself, and his day rate slowly went up. And, uh, and well, up I was going to ask, what earth was his insurance rate as well? Because imagine well, crashing into cars. something special oh, on a grid. That's it, that's it. Well, I think he Ooh. now does it for Formula E. On a pretty significant, I mean, you know, for a cameraman who yeah. most cameramen are pretty well paid anyway if they're kind of traveling around the world following a, a circus like that. So to have the wheels as well, I think he's, yeah, I think yeah. he's doing pretty well. well. Good for him. Got a niche, has Mr. Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's not his real name, but nonetheless. So come on, right, Jimmy, let's, let's talk about kind of life in cars, life in telly, because yeah. you didn't, you know, you've obviously talked about how you've been building things and stuff, but you've also, there's another side to you which we haven't touched on yet, which I'm keen to explore yeah, as well, yeah. which is, of course, the army life. Yeah. So I, I, I work with the army, I'm now a member of the reserves, and I've done that for over 20 years, and it's a very different side. So I served in both Iraq and Afghanistan, I mean, something like great like Iraq, I, I drove to what was equivalent of twice around the world in uh, armored Land Rovers across mm-hmm. deserts. So, mm-hmm. you know, quite an experience, but a very different experience. And, and we were talking earlier about mental health and one that definitely had an impact on me as a person. Uh, and I'm going to say it haunted me in any way, but it just changed who I was. And so only, only in recent years, that's really sort of become apparent to me. And it's been something that I've been really positively working on to kind of 
change that, re- reset that aspect of me because it, you know, you you you, you deal with some pretty um, extreme environments. Um, we were getting, I mean, I think we got attacked sort of three hundred something times. With, with we're talking about three hundred times. Yeah, we're talking about rockets and mortars getting fired mm. into our base location. And uh, and I worked out on the ground, so I did everything from moving water and food um, from Kuwait um, to Basra to uh, doing reconnaissance for new routes, to going to um, a tank that had been um, sort of demobilised out in the desert, going to go and get it back in. Um, and, and sometimes we'd be out and we'd see the guys firing the rockets into our base location, like maybe a 2Ks away. But, so it was a very visceral experience. You know, I had the IDs go off on my vehicles. Um, so improvised explosive devices, and so just to know that you're under a threat, and you are sort of, you're you're, you're in a sort of gambling situation every day where you're you know you're you're, you're facing quite a stark reality. I mean, the, this I, I looked at it before I went out there. There was about seven thousand uh, troops out there we had, and in the in the six to seven month period before I went out there, um, sadly we lost um, seven people. But I, I sort of looked at it, and I know this sounds kind of quite ridiculous now it looks ridiculous now but I went well that's one in a thousand that's all right well if I mean I would play the lottery if that was you know that's yeah. that's actually not all right those odds are pretty and in in my yeah. first sort of month there 15 people sadly lost their lives um, from British serving pers- personnel and you, and you know that that's pretty having to stand and watch a plane be loaded uh, with coffins and when you're when you're at the beginning of a seven month tour you know right in the beginning month that that has a big impact on you as a human being and what you have to do to your mind to find a coping strategy is shut a lot of doors and switch a lot of things on that maybe not we don't have in you know our normal happy-go-lucky lives. Um, but what you don't do is have a reset process of turning those switches off. And, and I actually sat down with someone who talked to me and, and said basically that a percentage of you, uh, you haven't changed as a person, but just uh, there's a percentage of you has changed. So the sort of very decisive decision-maker, no-nonsense bit of me, because I was making... What was life or death? I mean, I was in charge of 24 um, guys and girls, six armoured Land Rovers driving around the desert, and that was my job as the convoy commander for those six vehicles mm-hmm. and those 24 guys and girls. You know, they were on my shoulders. That was on my shoulders every day. And that has an impact on you because you're, you know, it's pretty, pretty full on. Um, and sat, um, I'm really happy to say that we all came home. We all came, you know, back. But uh, And so you think, well, I, I, didn't, um, I didn't personally... Like, none of my guys lost their lives. So I didn't personally have to grieve. So you think you're okay. Right. But I was still dealing with rockets literally landing within metres um, of me and exploding and facing the fact that that nearly was you. That nearly was you. But then you have to... Uh, like, you, like you say, if you're a horse rider, you get back up. If you fall off a horse, you get back up and you get back on. And every day you have to do that. So you, you block it off. And that's having an effect and you're not, you're not aware of it. And, uh, and it carried... I became a, a lot more sort of kind of quite an officious person. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't, have, didn't have fun anymore because mm-hmm. I was always thinking about what if, what if, even back in normal life. And so having to reset that is that the last two years, only the last two years, you know, and this was back in 2006, 2007, it's only been the last two years that I've really looked at myself and uh, yeah, wanted to make those changes It's a lot of processing time. Your subconscious has been dealing with that. Yeah. Just kind of... Yeah. I mean, you must have had moments of, of kind of unexpected rage and sadness yeah, yeah. and confusion and, and it all stems back to your, your time yeah, serving. Yeah, that's it. When things, when things in this normal sort of civilian world didn't go your way, I'd lose it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still do because you never lose these things. Um, but it's realising that it's a reaction because actually 
um, when I was losing it out there is because I was keeping people alive and that it was like you do what I say now yeah or or you know and and uh, or we don't know but uh yeah obviously it's not it's not right but having to just process that and 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 and, and so, so people taught me to be kind with yourself and I and I, I put a lot you know so I started on my social media actually I decided I, I'd always had this sort of sort of smiley telly face and I actually wanted to start sharing it with people because what you realize is you're not alone and there's loads of people out there all having their struggles they may not have been to war but they may have struggles for other reasons yeah. and to be able to share that is, is something that I'm so passionate about um, because um, and, and, and Sally this is a, a man thing we're really bad at talking about it yeah. like really bad we just don't talk enough and it's there's that nothing sort of wrong with uh, it. buttoned up true grit yeah, you yeah. Know. But it, it, try this out one day when someone says uh, morning how are you say I'm not well and see what the reaction you get because yeah. people we all just go yeah fine but, and, I've, and I've done it and I've said I'm not well and people don't know what to do and mm. I think that's sad how humans have gone because sometimes we're not alright and sometimes it is alright for us to say I'm not alright actually yeah. but people don't know then what, what's the next step mm. give, just go, have a chat with them give them a hug let them talk about it but we don't we go ugh and we sort of seize up. I find it so funny to, like, as we think to ourselves, if I tell something that I'm not feeling all right, mm. we think we'll be, become a burden to that person. Yeah. However, yeah. if any one of us had, one, you know, if I said to you, Andy, for example, oh, I'm not, not feeling great, you wouldn't think, oh, she's such a burden. You'd be like... I'd be know, there for you. Yeah, and yeah. the same yeah. back for, for, for any of you guys to, to me. You just think, oh, what on earth is wrong? Let me help you or some way. But yeah. when it's the other way around, we think about putting ourselves onto to someone else that we think, oh, no, we can't do that. We so, can't do that. Yeah, when we absolutely can. We so. can and we should. And, yeah. and we could. So it's been it's been a three-set, and I've I found wild swimming brilliant. Uh, it's in the winter months. You know, the darkness yeah, doesn't Yeah, wild help. swimming. Yeah, yeah, wild swimming. It's yeah. been brilliant. a big release. In fact, on Dream Builds, I got fully naked <laughs> and went in. And that's why I wanted and to share that. Setting a, a record for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, because um, it has, uh, they're, they're doing studies, but they have, the, the coldness of the water almost has a reset on us, and it mm. makes you just it brings it puts endorphins through your body. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a man of science, but it, it just changes your the way yeah. you feel. It makes you feel alive and. Vibrant yes, again. I keep hearing people telling me to take cold showers, and I keep no, no, saying don't no. Do the, don't do <laughs> cold showers. Because cold showers are horrible. No, cold yeah. showers because you have to make that decision no, to, yeah. to, to turn, and you know, it's already a hot shower. And just don't do that. Just when you're in like nature and you're like, yeah, right, what, I can while go swimming, I'm all under yeah. yeah. it. Yeah. It's Plunging. the turning the nice warm shower to cold that <laughs> yeah. just no, it just do feels like I'm I'm hurting myself. Yeah. Right. So this is what keeps happening to me, right? People keep going, all right, Jimmy, have you become a bit of a naturist because you've done it naked? I'm like, no, right? This is honestly what happens. I if I plan to go while swimming, I take my trunks take everything sometimes i'm out and about in nature and i suddenly come across a river a pond and i'm just like uh, get me in this, yeah. this is happening <laughs> this is happening it's how i can get my pants if i'll go in my pants i'll go na- if there's no one around i'm like oh it doesn't matter i'm going naked the coin cup i've seen it before yeah, yeah cause <laughs> i can get out put my pants back on and carry on my walk or whatever so just do it like just mm-hmm. enjoy the world people yeah, yeah. so yeah so a part of the process has been learning to play and one thing i've been doing is building tamia which is the back to the car thing yes because i looked at what i did before this and as a child growing up Building models was a massive passion. And this whole reset thing has been about going out and, and just remembering to be kind to yourself and play. You know, yeah. just, just play a bit in life. There's a brilliant uh, advertising campaign that Lego have just launched, which is called Adults Invited. Yes. Mm. And it's brilliant because it is, as exactly as you say, we all as children had Lego. We, yeah. Whether it was one little box or, in my case, it was a, a massive case oh, of random went big. bits. Yeah. Went big. But it was such a wonderful thing. And then if you're, you're lucky enough to have little ones around whether that's children or cousins or friends children 
to then be sat suddenly with a Lego collection in front of you, you go, oh, this is still fun. Yeah, it's still <laughs> it fun, is. right? It's brilliant. Lego yeah. is, well, we've had conversations, Andy and I, before you got sent a Lego set for a Defender, didn't I got you? a couple of Did the Technics the Legos. Brilliant. The new yeah, Defender. I had, yeah. I had the 911 oh, GT3 yeah. RS, and I had the, uh, the, the new Defender, neither of which take a couple of minutes to build. No, no, no they proper, are proper. serious investments yeah. in time. Yeah. But actually, there was that kind of... I did find myself, I would give myself 20 minutes, half an hour at the very end of the day yeah. just yeah. to just to do that. And actually, it shuts your brain down. It does, because you're exactly. focused on that one thing. You're yeah. focused on building. Yeah. And that's yeah, the magic. instruction guide and yeah. the creativity, creativity of putting it together. In that sense, you're doing your meditation. You know, you're doing your mindfulness, your thoughtfulness. It's there because you're focused. I actually also compete in shooting. Right? Yes. When I, uh, and when I go away shooting, um, I compete for the... British Army Reserve team, we go away to America. But when I'm shooting, I am doing nothing but focusing, focusing, mm. focusing. And the whole world is gone. And it's like, for me, I don't mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a big meditator, but I'm just imagining it's the same because I just have this incredible focus and clarity. And it's just a real relief. And it's just about identifying these things and actually making time to go and do these things. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. Yeah, I think everyone has their thing, don't they? I get mm. lost in drumming. I, I used to be a session drummer, yeah. so if I need to kind of reset myself, I'll go and sit and play some drums, you know, because I don't have the luxury to... It used to be watching movies, but now I'm a dad to three kids. I just can't <laughs> nip off to the cinema whenever I need to, you know, but I can go and, you know, have five minutes on the drums just yeah. to, you know, yeah, kind there of you reset. Go. But there that's... Uh, I think everyone needs something. They do, yeah, they motorbikes do. Motorbikes for me. Mm. That's, that's the zone. You dis, you disappear into the world of. Is it driving them or tinkering on them or riding? Riding. It's yeah. that that. But that's that focus again. It's the focus because of course it requires so much concentration. You know, dangerous saying it, but unlike in a car where you can kind of relax a bit and put the radio there on. There are you certain can sit areas of the time you've been, you're, you're commuting, you think, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, that absolutely. You do everything scary. in autopilot. Whereas on a bike, there's so much more to be aware of. There's yeah. so much more to be prepared for so you are kind of in this zone so to speak and yeah if you're having a tough day if you've got a lot on your mind it's such a it's a cleanser mm -hmm. it just kind of puts everything at rest and it does give you that little reminder this is something that we've we've talked about before with having mental health conversations on on both the radio show and the podcast is is sometimes you need those little moments that those moments of focus that can almost compartmentalize the things that you've been worrying about and once you come out of your little zone it allows you to look at things in a slightly different perspective and go oh actually Maybe it's not quite as dramatic. It's very easy to... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Almost catalyst problems into being bigger than they are mm. sometimes you just need a little let's put that on, on hold for a second yeah let's focus on this and then you go back to it and go 
oh, okay, actually, I can deal with that. Yeah. I can fix that. Or I can at least begin to come to terms with that. Yeah. And it's, it's a great reset. There's a word, isn't there, which is catastrophizing. Uh-huh. And when people are in real trouble, when people are having really low times, then they'll catastrophize anything that comes in. Mm. So it might be that you get an email for something that two days before would have been quite easy to deal yeah, with. Yeah, now it's... But if you're catastrophizing, it's, oh, no, I've got to find that, and I've got mm. to call that person, I've got to do that. And, yeah. and it's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's modern life. Mm. People do sometimes get bombarded and mm. overloaded, actually. Completely. And certainly, I mean, people like yourself, Jimmy, and, and there are plenty of other kind of high-profile characters now that are opening up the conversation and they are this is the wrong word but you'll understand what i mean they are legitimizing mental health yeah mm. do you know what i mean yeah 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 because we we it's felt for many years that we should be ashamed about it mm. or, uh, yeah well yeah you i guess in in some way, it's, yeah. it's wrong to be and it's just not you know we've had a tough couple of years out there haven't we yeah. mm-hmm. you know this is we're back at the nec for the first time in two years this is you know this is a great community here and it's gone it's had been gone for two years and and uh, you know that's affected a lot of people and there's a lot of people out there being uh, suffering. I mean, I was telling you earlier that I, I did a live build of a Tamiya vehicle uh, car over Christmas, and 350,000 people wow. watched it. And wow. then we were talking about mental health on that, and it was just about being community. And like, I sat there in my pajamas, <laughs> eating mince pies, talking about myself, PTSD, whatever. And there were just people reached out from, I'm going to say across the world, you know, New Zealand, Australia, you know, America. Um, just to chat and people start chatting to each other and it's just about being community and just reaching out and being there for people you know when we couldn't physically be there but people still craved it and it was just um, amazing really and that it's all brought it home that that it's something that i needed to deal with in myself and yeah. that this was actually a great time you know my big message is like be kind to yourself go out and play and talk because people do want to listen and i will give a massive shout out now to the revs limiter group yes. and, and adam yeah. because yeah. he's it's been there amazing. for me and just incredible and just you know, he's made it feel all right for me, and me and Adam have had. He's become a, one of my best friends through talking, you know, and 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 sharing our passion of cars. This is really interesting for me, Jimmy, because I, I haven't seen you for a while. Mm. We, you know, we I think it was a few years that we met up previously. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I've seen you a couple of times on the scene, as it were. Yeah. But we haven't kind of sat and chatted like no. this for a while. And if you don't mind me saying, you have you've changed an awful lot. You've clearly yeah. done a lot of work on yourself. Yeah. You've not just changed in terms of your profile because you've been pulling up trees with how you're doing professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, clearly the 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 kind of more kind to yourself person yeah. you become because I think when we first met you were a bit of a lad you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm out in the army and I do cars on yeah, Sally yeah. oh, come yeah. on let's have an arm wrestle and, now, <laughs> you know, and we did and I'm sorry that I won you know, yeah well these things, things happen you know. still you want to beat me shooting <laughs> <laughs> but you know you, if you don't mind me saying I don't want to sound condescending but you feel to me like you're in a much better place yeah no world. totally totally uh, it, it, look, it's been a journey uh, I think you know Suddenly realizing you're in the public eye as well, you know, more and more with shows is a big pressure as well, yeah. and how you deal with that. And you could, you know, it could go several ways. And, and then you suddenly realize actually, you've got to find your coping strategies. You've got, you're, losing your, you're losing yourself a bit. You can bec- become personal on telly, yes. not yourself. And actually, people have an ownership of. Yeah, mm-hmm. but actually, people love it when you are yourself and it's okay to be yourself, which means we might not be perfect. And we, we, with social media, we have this thing of, feel like we need to put this uh, amazing veneer on it. And you said you noticed it on social media. And you know that yeah. that was a decision of mine because I wanted people to... Because I suddenly said to myself, I'm not going to live a veneer anymore. I'm going to live a real me. And that means my social media is going to be me, not uh, what I want people to see. Yeah. And I, so if I'm going uh, whilst swimming because I'm struggling, I'm going to share this with people because I was struggling. And now I'm, I'm, I still go whilst swimming now, but it's out of a joy and, and a, a maintenance 
Because it's the feeling of the tackle in the cold water. Oh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's become yeah. addictive. Yeah, as yeah. it goes up into my body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, you know, I wanted to share that journey with people because it, it was a journey and, and it's felt like a real journey and, uh, and, and it, it's got lower and lower and lower and it's got higher and, it, and it, don't get me wrong, it's, it's recessed again and come back up because it's a constant journey and it's not one you're ever going to be clear of, but it's one that you've got to continually work on and, and one you should share because there's loads of us out there you know, struggling. We're all only human, as they say. That's something that's consistent. I mean, I do the, the AJ show, the celebrity chatty show thing. And, and actually, one of the continual themes that has come up, and I wouldn't have predicted this prior to recording it. You mm. know, I've done hundreds of celebrities now. And one of the continual themes has been mental health and people struggling, whether they've been in the public eye or whether mm. they've got something in their past or whatever it might be, or panic attacks and so on. And one of the things that... that every single person that's suffered and has shared has, has, has continued to go on to say is that you don't get fixed. You don't no, kind of go, no. okay, well, I had this struggle and I did this and I reset a little bit and I went wild swimming or whatever it might be. And then I was fine. Everything was yeah, easy again. Yeah. They all admit, you know, we then have times and, and some people talk about there are warnings, there are trigger systems mm. and they know they can start talking to themselves and therefore the episodes, yeah, as yeah. some people call them, are shorter yeah. or less kind of uh, intense because yeah. they've had the experience and they know they come out the other side. But there is certainly that thing which is it doesn't stop. It doesn't go away. You no, don't it cure. It's not like a pill. No. You know, you don't have your ketamine and you're fine it's although you know. although <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey if anyone's offering <laughs> for medical purposes there you go there you go but it is one of those things it's an ongoing process yeah ab it absolutely is and i i, I say my big sense is be kind to yourself um you know when you do feel it coming don't fight it you've got to go with it but just learn what your coping strategies are and just start gently employing them don't just go right i need to do this this and this and it's going to be fine because it's mm. not it's just give yourself a time Give yourself a bit of a moment. Maybe talk to some friends. Let people know where you're heading. And then when it's right, just start doing those things to bring yourself back up. And what you find is the dip is a lot less because right. you've put in the strategies. But the dips are going to always come. What happens if you have something like, and again, I'm asking specifics, which I realise you can't really respond to, but you're in a better place to be able to understand it than I am. Yeah. Somewhere like here, where we're at here, at the NEC in Birmingham, there are thousands of people here. Yeah, yeah. You know, people like yourself are getting recognised and stopped, selfies, chats about yeah, wheels yeah. and so on. What happens if you start feeling a bit of a dark shadow coming on in a place like this do you take yourself away from it do you tell these random strangers that are coming up to you that want a piece of you look I'm having a bit of a rough time or do you style it out and find a space I mean you always put a veneer on I mean we learn we learn in public high you need to put a veneer on at times but what I mean what I do now is I'm surrounded by my friends here like true 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 friends yeah. that become uh, true true friends through the industry um, but uh, you know they're here I've got on my stand I've got Greg and Gav who I built uh, the vehicle on Dream Builds with and they're here with me and so you know it's almost like having my own little it's my my brothers my friends you know my little support network is here mm -hmm. and so you know we go off at the end of the evening and we spend some time together and, and and you know you can just reset and talk about things and you know like I say just go back to talking and just just go steady but just go steady yeah man you know. I'd just like to add on as well just on the subject of, we mentioned it earlier and, and we've just got sort of recovered it there as well which is the the talking to each other side of things and there can be often a lot of um, questions where if you do have that friend that says actually do you know what I'm not feeling great mm. it can often that can be a terrifying prospect for people because nobody wants to say the wrong thing yeah. or not know what to say and often just a conversation as basic as it can be can be all it takes to just lift somebody a little bit out yeah. of that dark space if somebody is confiding in you is, is trusted in you to say do you know what actually no I'm not that great yeah. that in itself is a huge 
thing and it should be something you could take advantage of. It's, it doesn't mean it's down to you to fix it. Mm -hmm. And for the person that's opened up to you, they're not necessarily expecting to get fixed. They're not, no. But it may just be a little five, 10, 15 minute conversation that just lifts them a little bit. And that may be something as simple as just talking as a friend as you would about all the nonsense you should get up to. Yep. That's exactly. all it takes. Yeah, yeah. Really just, is. just, just don't go. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Anyway, uh, the kettle's yeah. boiling. Yeah, exactly. have have at least a few minutes of, of dialogue. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you really want to bring it out, just give them a hug as well. Yeah, yeah. So there yeah. you go. And um, we, we could be, men can be bad at that as well. You know, well, that's true. It's well, true. Some men can. Yeah, they just don't feel the. I, I, I just think we can. We can be bad at it. I just, I was actually, but I was just over at Revs Limited stand here at the NEC, and I just met a guy called Gregory for the first time. And uh, he was saying, uh, we were talking about mental health, and we had a big hug at the end. But when we first met, we shook hands. Mm -hmm. And then when we left, actually, we'd had a chat about mental health. We did have a hug. But yeah, nice. it's not something we initially did. Because mm -hmm. we kind of, I don't know, I just find us sometimes a little bit too... I've got these walls. We're changing up. the world. Yeah. Right. Oh, this has been lovely, guys. Changing the world one hug at a time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, this is good. Uh, let's have a little a little chat about current car projects. Yeah. Because of course, the, you know, we, we are a car skewing show, and I'm yeah. not saying that we, you know, we're avoiding the mental health stuff because it's it's, it's not, no, yeah. more important. Yeah. But you know, we are here at the NEC. Yeah. You do have two big car shows out at the moment. Yeah. One involves building. One involves. Only electric cars, yeah. uh, which is a, a curious twist for what fifth a change. gear. Yeah, so so tell me what's exciting you about the industry right now. What's cool that you're doing on telly? What's new? What's changed? Um, well, hitting the electric thing for me because I'll be honest, I'm not I'm not convinced by it for many many reasons. I don't really want to get into them, but I, I just like I see it now. We're at that phase when mobile phones first came out. Remember those big briefcases? Yeah. Uh, and they had a bit, they had to hook on an electric wire fence and stuff to get a good reception. <laughs> and, I, and I'm not saying, obviously we've moved on, but the technology is good, but I still don't see it as truly integratable with the way we live. And I know Two things are happening. You're talking about electric cars, electric not cars. phones. Yeah, though, right? no, no, no. Phones are pretty cars, sorted. You know, cars. <laughs> reasonably mainstream yeah. now, Jimmy. <laughs> but two things are happening. They replaced canes. <laughs> no. yeah. Amazing. Two things are happening. We are changing the way we live, and the technology is progressing at a rapid, rapid rate, like literally as fast as we can get items out on things. Yeah. It's superseded. It's like there's someone else doing something in the wings that you're like, what? Hang on. I was literally saying the other day, oh, it's rubbish because we can't do this with them. And then someone, oh, you can. All right. Okay. Well, we had an example like this a few weeks ago, a nuts. few months ago. We were saying, why don't you just have a portable charger you can keep in the boot? Yeah. I saw and the other there print today. Yeah, and it's like, right. oh, yeah. right. Okay. So that, I mean, it's changed. I so, think they were listening to so actually, like, yeah. I'm coming from a, a, a stance of I'm not sure. Um, about it because of how I live my life and we all live our lives differently but I'm on the road I do, you can do two, two three thousand miles in a, in a week I don't have time to stop and charge for 40 minutes because I would be late I go to places where there aren't charges or I go to quite a lot of remote places and so I, I'm like I don't understand this how this works with my life but yeah. two things happening we're getting understanding and education which means we are changing how we live and you just got to start looking at it and Johnny Smith amazingly said to me you've got to look at it in a different way and then when you start to do that, you go, oh, yeah. And, and two, um, being um, con convinced that uh, electric is the right way. Because we need to improve, but is electric the right way? Um, and I just want that deeper conversation about from source mm. to end life, including infrastructure, putting it in. Because there's got to be a massive amount of damage done to the environment to put that infrastructure in. What is that impact? I'm really pleased to hear you say that, Jimmy, because, of course, you're one of the faces of uh, Fifth Gear Recharged, yeah. which is now all electric. And 
it's something that we've been kicking around for a while, isn't yeah. it? It's this illusion to the to the general public, probably not the people that are listening to this because they're mm. a more informed car audience, yeah. but it's this illusion that electric cars equal good for the planet, and yeah. they really blooming don't. I actually. think that's the marketing... Oh, it drives me crazy. It's yeah. In terms yeah. of, I mean, John, you've explained this more concisely yeah. than I can, but it, it's actually really not very good. No, that's right. It, it's It's been proven time and time again that if you are an individual that perhaps has a car from the 1990s that's your old classic car that you've been driving around, you are doing better for the environment by continuing to drive that fossil fuel burning car on the road than you are going and buying an electric car every three years because of that impact. You know, the energy that it takes to build an electric car far, far outweighs the energy that it takes to build a internal combustion engine car. And you're right, and, and this is one of these things. We are not going to really know the true impact, maybe for 20 years, because of course it comes down to things like lithium mining. It yeah. comes down to the way that the, the process in which cars are built and parts being shipped all over the world in heavy diesel burning boats. It's yeah. just, it, it can be very picture. easy to get caught up in this. Yeah, but it's, I plug it in and there's no exhaust gases coming out of the back. Mm. The exhaust gases that come out of the back of our cars contribute to 1% of carbon dioxide in the UK. Mm. It's mm. not even comparable to what comes out of power stations. But I also find also when you want to have the conversation, people immediately think that you're anti and against. And that is just not the case. No, that's right. That means I'm being inquisitive yeah. as an engineer who someone wants to understand. And yeah. I just want to make sure that us humans are doing the right thing, not the wrong thing, because we're told by media, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. that it is the right thing. Because yeah. when I look at it with my engineer's brain, I'm, I see something slightly different. Um, so I, And I'm just questioning it. Um, I'm just questioning it. And uh, I think that's okay to do that. So I'm glad you are, because yeah. uh, you know there is there is this little kind of trench warfare that seems to be unfolding, which mm. is the purists mm. and the deniers, and there's yeah. not allowed to be someone in the middle, middle ground, yeah, you know, and there yeah. should be because yeah. those are the ones that will find the answers and the solutions, not yeah. the evangelists, not the naysayers, no. the people in the middle that are going, well, hang on, yeah, can't we? Isn't there something that can be done that helps with this and the, the fusion of this and that, la, 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 exactly. rather than let's just go all new, scrap everything and all the power, as, as John's just said, all the stuff that's going to be burnt and wasted and destroyed in order to get you in an electric car is, is mm, it does it does make me a little frustrated mm. at times. But I will say something I'm loving about the industry is it's encouraging a whole load of new little startups. Yes. People are seeing niches. And I'm loving that because that's like, I'm, I love sort of the whole inventor kind of world. And there's a whole load of people that are doing things that big industry isn't. They're ahead of the game and they're, they are doing these things. And I love that kind of that are just going out there with their imaginations and uh, this electric, the EV kind of revolution is giving them the kind of strength to do that where, you know, they were never going to do that with a petrol vehicle. They're thinking, oh, you know, I was with some guys up in Scotland who are building a vehicle called a Munro, which is, it's just meant to be a utilitarian off-roader for forestry, for farming, for those kind of dirty jobs. And they're just looking at small production and they reckon they can produce it for £50,000. And they wouldn't have been inspired to do that without... Mm this sort of technology shift and I'm loving that it's coming back sort of to small industry again um, you know, and I hope that continues because that's really exciting yeah we might find actually the future of, of transportation is more bespoke yeah, yeah. which, which yeah. would be pretty great actually yeah. if there's kind of more things are adapted specifically to how you're using it's what you need yeah. yeah and I like that because I mean I'm big into my off-roading before, before and to see someone just doing they weren't doing one when it was, you know, a fossil fuel burning, but then they are because it's electric, because they've seen a new sort of window, and I'm, that's really exciting me. And from an off-roading point of view as well, this has been proven more recently, 
especially the vehicles that are fitted with four independent electric motors, oh, just, forget it for oh. traction off-road. Oh, yeah. it's, it far outweighs what a petrol or a diesel 4x4 could ever do, because, of course, you have individual power. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to confess, I, I did uh, my Defender, which is diesel, against um, one of the electric classic cars, uh, new Defender, which is electric, mm. and... Uh, I got my butt spanked. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's incredible. It's yeah. incredible how that thing had traction. I mean, I will say it had too much power sometimes off-roading that wasn't right. controllable. Like, you could spin all the wheels. It was so incredible. When you had it in the right mode, crawling, just, yeah, just sensational. Yeah. Sensational. Jimmy, I'm mindful that you need to get on stage. I do need to get on stage. In, in no time <laughs> There's some people going to be shouting at me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, it's been it's so good yeah, to open up you. the conversation with you. It's good yeah, to see great. you again. Really buddy. appreciate it. Happy days. The Driven Chat podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end and it's john markar here again reminding you that this podcast the driven chat podcast has now run its course and has come to an end to find the new format search the driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps thanks bye